All right, 4 o'clock, you're on your way home. You're starting your weekend, you lucky dog. You. <laughs> i still got another hour and a half. What can I say? Anyway, that's okay. I've got my friends coming in and visiting with me. We've got Congressman French Hill who stopped by. I can show you the emails and the texts that I've had with Carolyn about you calling in today. Hey, I, and I, I thought I had he's to see here. You. I had he's to here. see. You. Why would he not come in? And then I start talking to Russ just a moment ago, and he looks at me. and he says, "He's here." <laughs> and you were sitting over in the other. Studio. I got to have a dose of Dave. I need face to face FaceTime. Well, it's good to see you. I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that you come back home to see how people are doing. Give us your your view of Arkansas business and and how's the state of Arkansas doing? You know, the state of the state is strong. I really. I'm not sure I've seen it like this in my adult life since the 1990s. And I'm not so sure it's not a little better and more broadly based than the, the 1990s. Walmart's earnings last week, Target's earnings last week, uh, those companies are notoriously careful about earnings forecasts, yes. careful about reporting. They didn't have enough superlatives. The guy from Target I thought it was interesting. He said it is the best economy he has ever seen. Yeah, and I'm telling you, these CEOs are cynical people who have a tough business. They're in tougher, in tougher than making a profit in retail. Right. With all the competition. So uh, four and a half up for Walmart in sales, I think six for Target, and the American consumer is out uh, making investments helping their families, got more money in their pocket to spend than they did a year ago, thanks to, I think, our Tax Cuts and Jobs Act that spurred the economy. 4.1% growth last quarter. That's not a trend. But the trend that I like over the last 18 months is that we're at 3.1% run rate Mm -hmm. looking over the last 18 months compared to one8 of the past eight to ten years since the Great Recession during the Obama years. You didn't get the surge of economic performance like normally you would do out of a sharp recession during the President Obama years, I think because of high taxes, high regulatory costs, an anti-business attitude. Um, Hey, a a fire will smolder if you throw wet blankets on top of it. Right. And that's what he did. That wet blanket economy is behind us, and we are seeing a better regulatory environment. You have the NFIB, National Federation of Independent Business, saying this is the best that their members – these are small businesses all over our country Mm – the best that their members have seen it since 1978. So, again, I think the state of the state is strong. I look at the the forecast of jobs in the second congressional district every month. I study that and I compare it to July of '07 on purpose because that was sort of the peak right. uh, before the Great Recession, and you see great job growth, and particularly in Saline and Faulkner County, uh, but also in in other pockets in the state, and it's good to see. So, my question is, why do we hear how great our economy is because i've all the time that i follow politics and been involved in politics it's always been follow your pocketbook if the economy is good people love the president people love the party in power and i'm sitting here listening to all the doom sayers out there saying oh there's a tsunami blue wave coming and i don't see it because of 
the economy. Why would you want to even get after the horse that's leading you through this and and making it possible? I don't get it. Well, all I know is I spend a lot of time in the seven counties of the district talking to people in their places of business, their places of worship, at Rotary Club meetings and shopping places, and people see uh, more money in their pocket. They see better job opportunities, low unemployment, and they recognize that it's a combination of factors, and those are a better regulatory situation, a pro-business attitude among can we say federal policy? Trump, Trump on both of those? Yeah, and the the Trump administration working with the Republicans in Congress. Yeah. Got, we didn't have a single Democratic vote for the tax cuts and tax reform effort, Dave. And let me tell you, uh, these were bipartisan ideas for 30 years to yes, reform the international tax system. And Democrats turned their back on that. I don't get it because they have constituents. It's like the person said, well, why don't we have more Democratic support to reform uh, overburdened regulations? Don't When they go to their farm bureau, when they visit with their community banks, when they talk to their hospital administrators, those people aren't talking about politics. They're talking about how the federal government's making their job harder to hire people, serve customers, serve patients. And I, I can't answer that question. It's when you let – I guess, party override A, common sense, and B, the do-right rule of how to have a better economy. Well, as I listen to the other side, Schumer and Pelosi and the others uh, in power, Durbin and all the rest of them, I think they would be happy, and there's going to be a lot of people get upset with me on this, they'd be happy to destroy the republic if it meant they could take down Trump. Well, they they don't have any interest in supporting any positive policies coming out of this administration. And the best example of that is one that you've studied, you've advocated for, um, you've been a leading voice around. And what is that? The immigration policy. Yeah. Yeah. It, Border security. It's not rocket scientists what they need to do. 80% of Americans support reform, broken interior enforcement, broken border security, and have an equitable fix for these these dreamer kids and chuck schumer single-handedly shut that down in the face of two or three major compromise positions the president took. Well, the president offered him we're going to let the dreamers stay but we're going to make a change so we don't hand a whole bunch of dreamers in the future and what happened he said we're not going to talk about it we don't want nothing to do with it you know that's what i'm saying they would rather see the republic fail than anything go with this president. So uh, what I've seen over the last 18 months is a better economy due yes. to proactive efforts made in regulatory policy, tax policy, human resources, labor policy, uh, community bank oversight. I've seen uh, a better VA accountability after – in the first term I served in office, I heard all these efforts. How do we get more accountability in the Veterans Administration? And in the last 18 months of the Trump administration, we've signed three major reform bills into law that improve accountability at, at the VA. Trump, let me tell you, uh, you know, he's a New York real estate developer who's full of beans and going down his checklist. But I watched him on VA. He brought the former VA chairman into the Oval Office for a one-hour work session. How do I improve the VA? Mm -hmm. Jeff Miller from Florida. He's retired from Congress now. 
Phil Rowe has that job now. Medical doctor, an OB doctor, 70 years old from East Tennessee. Great guy to chair the Veterans Affairs Committee. Uh, President Trump asked him down to the Oval Office. How do we fix this? How do we make it better so we don't keep talking about it? That's what I think people wanted when they elected him, is somebody who thinks like that problem-solving, sort of business-oriented strategy. And Phil Rowe came back, and they passed a bipartisan bill. I know everybody wants bipartisan bills. Well, what's more bipartisan than helping our veterans? Nothing. And we've had these major bills pass uh, that contain funding. Some people are concerned about funding, contain new power and authorization, all that lead to better accountability. So people ought to be saying, that's fantastic. That's what we've all been asking for for months, years. So uh, I see that. And then I see a change in foreign policy that on a bipartisan basis in the House and Senate, people have been asking for for years, a different approach. Will it work? I guess the jury's out. We'll see. I like the president about his whole idea of free trade. He wants free trade. Yep. But he wants free trade. I mean, that's the thing that you got to hear from this president. He wants free trade. He doesn't want us to do free trade. And the people that were having these uh, contractual agreements with on trade are saying, well, you know, you let in all of our cars and then your cars get to sit on the ship out in the bay well, we wait before we let them come into our country, and then we're going to hit them with 25% tariffs. He wants fair and reciprocal trade, he says. I've had a lot of presidents say that. It's very hard to deliver. So he's taken that as, again, on his to-do list, and he's made some progress with Europe, and that's encouraging. And we need Europe on our side. We don't need to be fighting with the EU on trade. No. Why? Because together, along with Japan, we represent about 35% of two-way trade with China. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, the Chinese respect power. They respect leverage. They do want to be treated respectfully as a world power, which they are, and we should. But collectively, the United States and the EU can, uh, I believe, change this prohibitive, protectionist, mercantilistic authoritarian approach to trade that the Chinese have had since they were admitted to the World Trade Organization back in 2001, which some people say was a mistake, and maybe in retrospect it was. They certainly have not liberalized. No, they have not. It's a business-oriented, mercantilistic, export-oriented economy run by an authoritarian communist state. And I think the world thought they would continue to liberalize potentially politically, um, certainly economically. And that hasn't happened. And so President Trump, again, like he has on North Korea, uh, certain other areas in the Middle East, the ISIS fight, Syria, Russia, he's taken a different approach than his predecessor. And I think it's a more activist approach, and it's a more let's focus on results approach instead of just kicking the can down the road. Yeah, it's a no BS approach is what it is, and that's his New York upbringing. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back and uh, finish up our conversation. Congressman French Hill is here in the studio, and, of course, uh, it's always a pleasure to have him to join us on the show, but it's always a bigger deal when he comes and sits down across, and you can look at each other and you can talk about some of the issues that are affecting 
this great nation of ours and our great state of Arkansas. It's the Dave Ellswick Show, 101.1 FM, The Answer. All right, let's have our last few moments here for uh, Congressman French Hill. He'll be back on my show again, but uh, it'll be in Washington, D.C. I think it's on, if I think, uh, 4th, 5th, I think, and 3.30 in the afternoon, so keep that in mind. Look forward to having you up. I think it's 3.30 their time, so it's 2.30 our time. So anyway, I'll I'll keep you up appraised of when that's going to be on you and uh and senator bozeman have worked uh you know hand in glove together as far as uh the the situation in the va how's it going here in the state i mean we hear about it nationally how's it going in the state well look we have uh dedicated employees here in little rock at the uh, mcclellan va and up at fort roots uh, we have centers of excellence, as you know, in PTSD research and PTSD treatment up at Fort Roots. And up at Washington uh, County in Fayetteville, we have the VA regional facility there. And I think, in my view, the leaders there are attentive to the need of, of veterans, but we still struggle with on the health care front. You read in the last month terminating a pathologist up at Fayetteville and 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 that should have never happened. But the good news was they were fired, and that's the accountability that's something that piece. hasn't happened in the past. And I will tell you, they stepped up. They immediately contacted Congressman Walmack, Senator Bozeman. We met as a delegation. They said they would go back and read every path screen of thirty thousand instances. Wow! Back since he was hired, which my memory I'm thinking was in two thousand and six. And they stepped up, and we're going to do it. We're going to do it promptly, and we'll make sure every family is handled in the right way. But the, to, you know, we still struggle with that, and, and the appeals process in disability claims, and that's why I've got these three full-time uh, wonderful wounded warriors working for me on my team. So I'm sorry that we have to keep doing that, but I would say it's better, and I think it's better because of these accountability measures, accountability measures on firing bad actors, supervising construction. Uh, flexibility in the choice program. Senator Bozeman noted that in the choice program where a veteran who lives 40 miles away from a VA health facility can go to a private pay physician, the VA reimburses that private pay physician. Senator Bozeman noticed there was a $30 million account payable. (laughs) Uh, And so in this bill signed by President Trump last month, those private physicians can now charge the VA interest on past due balances and that's the kind of common sense business oriented reform that we've gotten done in this administration uh and we got rid of the 40 mile rule and give uh, i think our our vets a lot more flexibility there as well are, are we working into the into the the future of making it possible for vets maybe that the va is is going to go the way of the dodo bird and we're going to let them go to whatever hospital they want to go to i think there's going to be some migration over time i find from talking to vets at big meetings and one-on-one uh some want a devoted care only by the va others really like the choice program i think you'll mm-hmm. see more and more of a hybrid but look the va has this expertise in battlefield injuries yeah in orthopedic uh care and uh, as we talked earlier about mental health care and PTSD health care. So I think the VA will always play a research role and a critical health care role. But I do think for general health, 
and with a focus on convenience for our veterans that, you know, do you really need to wait forever for an optometrist appointment at the VA? You know? Yeah, so, six months. Right. That's where I think that we're going to let the system try to work better. And it's why when you have a single-payer federal health care system, you get rationed care. And we want the best care we can for our veterans. But I think this choice program gives them some optionality for something that's not catastrophic or not combat injury-related. Do you – I don't buy into – I saw a, a, a poll – yesterday in fact that said that nearly 70 percent of voters like the idea of medicare for all now i don't buy that i don't believe it for a moment because i'm look i'm just look at me i'm not on medicare yet i'm of the age i should be but i kept my regular insurance here at the radio station i'd rather not do government health insurance i did that when i was in the military Mm -hmm. i know what that's like so do you buy that do you think that 50 57 percent of republicans believe in medicare for all you know i don't know i wouldn't think so um i don't think people know what medicare for all means that's that's my that's, point. That's where you get into trouble with polling. I'll tell you, there are 100 members of the Democratic House that support it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they support abolishing ICE. We had 133 members vote present. Uh, only 18 vote with the Republicans not to abolish ICE. I mean, uh, Medicare for all, according to the estimates I've seen, will create a, a Canadian single-payer system. You'll lose your private coverage, and the estimate is 32 trillion dollars yep yeah because it ain't free congressman thank you great to be with you great that you came by i'll see you up next month all right let's take a break we got the news coming your way congressman is off and running to his next his next uh, appointment the geek squad joins us here on the air